If you haven't already, sign up on our website at quantiumresearch.co.uk. But first, welcome back to another episode of the Quantium Cast. I'm your host, Ryan Kia, and today's topic surrounds the Q3 trading update coming out for Metro Bank on the 23rd of October, Wednesday, the 23rd of October, 2019. So that is tomorrow. Right now, it's about 7.30, and I'm sitting down collating some research to hopefully share with some of our listeners and any other members of the public who are interested in what's happening tomorrow with Metro, because we believe that there's a chop. Either the shares are going to break out quite a bit to 225 to 250 pence per share or break down to 166 to around 155. If not, it could go even lower. We could be seeing new all-time lows. Some wedges suggest around 130, but we'll keep to what data we can use now and try and not get too hypothetical. So before we direct you to the chart and our analysis that's available on our Twitter page and our website, we're actually going to start looking at the fundamentals of Metro Bank and some important things that we should be paying attention to as investors, whether we are long or short or just sitting on the sidelines as we at Quantum Research are doing. But first, we're going to be looking at Metro Bank and their attitude towards costs because they have mentioned that they're actually going to upgrade their cost expectation in 2020 and 2022, but they've downgraded their cost expectation for this year, which we'll hopefully talk about a little bit later. But one important thing we are going to be looking at is how successful Metro Bank has been in reducing their expenditure. In the quarter three update, we can see if they're probably broadly in line with their expectations. We will also be able to determine whether Metro Bank has actually expanded their presence in the north of England. They've been building some of their branches in cities like Manchester, Liverpool and Birmingham and they plan to open around a total of 10 new branches in 2019. So for this full year they will likely be building 10 more branches and they could be opening more but the plan is around 10. Now by digging a little bit deeper into their previous results, so for the first half of 2019 their exit run rate cost savings level is expected for the full year to be at around 15 to 19 million pounds. And that was actually an increase. So they basically cut their costs more than what they had expected before. That's an impressive thing to look at. I've also noted that their loan growth is up 25% or 3 billion pounds to 15 billion pounds. That was in the last report. So for the first half of 2019, from December to around that first half, there was a drop of around two billion pounds. It's also really interesting to note that the level of customer deposits had actually dropped by two billion pounds. That was from the end of 2018 to the first half of 2019 being completed. That was in light of liquidity rumors in a sense of some people on WhatsApp, some people in the media were effectively saying that Metro Bank is about to turn its lights off. It's about to go bust. Well, the long and short of it is that they actually raised enough cash to keep their lights on. And they also met regulatory minimum levels in terms of exposure, something called a tier one common capital ratio. It basically shows that uh, they are managing their risk weighted assets. 
And if they're risk-weighted assets, as in Metro's case, they had a 900 million pounds accounting scandal that actually had such a high level of exposure to these quote-unquote risk-weighted assets to the point where they had to raise capital. Otherwise, they were breaching this and they would be subject to a fine, if not cessation of certain practices within their business. A lot of people say a tier one capital ratio has to be at least 6%. We should note though that for banks of Metro size or Metro Bank in particular, if we just isolate them, we can see that their regulatory minimum was 10% and they managed to increase to a level of 15.8%, which gets them in a safe bit of territory. They won't be subject to further investigations, but at the moment, there are rumors of an ongoing investigation going on and whether a fine will be given. That at the moment hasn't been clarified and it shouldn't really be taken into an investor's thought process, but we should think of every potential risk when making an investment and that could be a potential risk. But then again, if we look at oil stocks, a potential risk is a rig shutting off or an impairment. An impairment's probably quite similar to the FCA finds that a lot of banks get these days. And on the topic of lending, Metro actually has a loan to deposit ratio of 109%. And they're actually taking appropriate actions to maintain a resilient balance sheet. So what they've done is they've sold one of their assets, part of their loan portfolio. To be exact, Metro sold off 521 million pounds worth. And this will actually realize a loss in their Q3 trading update that will come out tomorrow. A lot of people will think, wow, how come they've made a loss on their loan book while selling it and increasing their liquidity? Well, this is just how accounting works. So if anybody sees that tomorrow, it probably could trigger a reaction that could be quite bearish. At the moment, we should probably hold off from uh, panicking, but, uh, as I said, I don't hold a position long or short, nor does anybody associated with quantumresearch.co.uk. But uh, we must note that they actually now have some cash from selling this loan book. They haven't quoted the exact value that comes into their hands because sometimes you have to sell these loan books at a discount. I believe with Metro, they will be increasing the liquidity at the very minimum, which is really positive with the loss that will be on the Q3 report, it could be quite a bit, who knows, it could be 10, 20 million. It's just a rough estimate to be fair, it could be a couple of million. It depends on what they initially paid for the loan book and we actually don't have access to that information and I don't believe any private investor such as ourselves would have the access to that. But to address any concerns regarding the high loan to deposit ratio of 109%, Metro has actually acknowledged this issue and they want to lower that to around 85 to 90% in the medium term. So the next couple of years, maybe, they've noted their forecast go to around 2022, but uh, they are slowly trying to get that loan to deposit ratio down to around 100% by the end of 2019. So if that increases, then we'll be seeing more problems. As investors, we would probably look to the short side if their loan to deposit ratio increases because then they'd be having more issues in the long run. If they can meet these targets, that's a good sign for us. Continuing on from the last major report, we did note that there was some MREL eligible debt that was going to be issued, aka the bonds that have recently been issued for anybody unfamiliar with this term. 
and that was going to be issued towards the second half of 2019. It successfully occurred. The only problem is they did mention they were trying to raise it at a 7.5% maturity premium. Well, now I think it's 9.5%. That isn't great at all because an additional two percentage points of interest above the initial target is going to strain the company even further. If we look closely, Metro Bank actually said that uh, the MREL debt will actually increase their debt costs to the point where it will impact their net interest margin in half to 2019. And this was assuming a 7.5% level of interest. And now that's 9.5%. It isn't great at all. And I assume that the board of directors or management at Metro Bank were trying to warn shareholders that the performance may not be as good as the previous years because now they have an additional interest burden or a debt servicing burden, which is the technical term used by investors to actually realize that Metro Bank may not make as much profit as they have in previous years. And they may actually make losses in quarter three, it is possible that if Metro Bank turns a significant loss, then there will likely be further downside on the shares. And there is no doubt that Metro Bank is a cheap company relative to their peers and presents further upside value, but it only will achieve that upside value, assuming they can meet all their targets promised and can outperform the city's expectations. But at the moment, the city's expectations aren't positive. If we look at trading action over the past couple of days, Metro shares have kind of consolidated downwards to a point where the shares are ready to break down. In our opinion, at least, we can see two key ranges. If the price is going to break upwards and say Metro has a great report tomorrow, we can see the shares going to around 225 to 250 pence per share. Those are levels of resistance that we have. If the shares don't do well, for example, Metro reports a worse loss than expected and I don't know, they have an FCA fine or whatever, or um, they're just increasing their risk weighted assets whilst doing completely the opposite of what they intended to do. So they can't get, I don't know, 105% on a loan to deposit ratio. Then the shares could go all the way down to levels of support we have at 166 pence, 155 pence. And we can also see the potential for new all time lows. So there are two main views out here. It's either the shares soaring up or soaring down. It's difficult to see what the outcome is based on tomorrow's report. We'll be able to hopefully digest from some of the information discussed today. We should probably address the outlook because the profit isn't much of an important area to talk about right now. As Metro reported a statutory profit before tax in the first half of 2019 of 3.4 million pounds. That's nothing huge. The previous half or the corresponding half in the previous year was uh, at 20.8 million pounds. That was a large number. So we can see a decrease of 84% year on year on a first half basis. But we can more so focus on the outlook. That's one area that we have been emphasizing this entire podcast. So let's summarize. If the full year deposit range will be around 15.7 billion pounds, then we can see a positive in terms of growth for Metro. If the loan deposit ratio 
can go down to around circa 100% by the end of the year. Obviously, we won't be able to tell all of these from the report tomorrow, but we can see if Metro is on the right track after all of their issues have been sorted out. Or is there actually an underlying fundamental issue within the business Metro Bank's operations as they are? We don't know. We'll see tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a bigger picture from the data. We'll be able to update our listeners on. But uh, if we look at the MREL eligible debt that has actually been issued now, the higher debt cost will definitely hit the profits of Metro. And we should probably also note that the sale of the loan portfolio at 521 million odd pounds, well, that's going to show a loss of 1.8 million pounds in the report tomorrow, the Q3 trading update. It's unfortunate because it's a little bit misleading. It doesn't mean that they've lost 1.8 million out of nowhere, but on their purchase price of the loan book, they've actually made a loss. So this could have been a loss made on something they paid for two, three years ago. It doesn't matter. Unfortunately, it's going to show up in their Q3 report tomorrow. So that leads me to think that they could be performing worse than expected because of accounting processes, unfortunately. But uh, we can look at their northern expansion. A lot of people have been talking about SME hotspots like Manchester and Liverpool, stores being built and the first Birmingham stores being opened for Metro in August. That uh, isn't really something huge for us. We like to see fundamental news that can help us determine whether their medium term guidance is actually reaffirmed. And they did this in the second half of 2019. But at the moment, we're just waiting to see if all is going well, the restructuring plan. If the numbers tomorrow aren't ideal, as we said, there are two main outcomes. So before we head off, either the shares break out to 225 and 250 respectively as major levels of resistance, or the shares break down to 166, 155 and likely make new all-time lows. A wedge the other day when I looked at it suggested around 131, but now that has decreased, so it's quite difficult to determine. The problem is with a wedge, you can't extend it below zero, so that's not fair to use in this situation. So we'll just say 155166 on the level of the downside and uh, on the upside, 225250. Hopefully we'll be able to see how that goes. And for our listeners, whether you're long or short, we hope you have a wonderful day and will have been able to gain something from this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Ryan Kier. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up on quantumresearch.co.uk to keep updated with whatever we're doing. We've got a couple of interviews coming out soon. We're going to be launching a new series. That's why we've been quiet for the past couple of weeks. But nevertheless, we will definitely deliver. As requested by our listeners and our subscribers at quantumresearch.co.uk, we're going to be posting charts more often on Twitter. So feel free to stay tuned there. If you don't use TradingView already, a lot of our listeners follow us on TradingView, where we regularly post ideas on different asset classes. But nevertheless, I've been your host, Ryan Kia. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.